Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Ty Morgan, whose son Brayson was 18 weeks in utero and diagnosed with a fatal condition called bilateral renal agenesis. Ty and his wife Alexis were only given two options, abortion or carry to term with stillbirth. They refused to accept either option. In today's episode, Ty and I talk about his family's journey to inspire others to never give up, to discuss the importance of financial freedom, and spread the word about his new nonprofit, Silent Guardian Angels Incorporated. The purpose of Silent Guardian Angels is to financially and emotionally support families that are not given options. Welcome to Lifeology. Hi, James. How's it going? It's a pleasure to be here. And we're, we are excited to share our story with your audience. Yes, I am as well. I've, I've had quite a few heavy shows today, but every show has had hope that comes along with it. So yours is going to be no different. Because I know before we get started, everyone's going to ask, what happened to Brayson? Is, can you tell us how he's doing? Yeah, absolutely. So the little guy is at home. He's been home for over two months now, mm-hmm. and he's developing and doing well. So it is a happy ending. Obviously, we, we're going to have a long journey ahead of us with him, but we knew that going in and we accepted that challenge. And uh, he's doing good and he smiles and plays every day. So we're, we're thankful and blessed with that. Yes, you are. I'm, I'm so happy for you all. How is that to have that news, though, to hear these are your only options, abortion or stillbirth? I mean, how how is that for you and Alexis? Besides the obvious, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you go back to that day, um, it's one of the most devastating and empty feelings you could you could ever imagine. Um, to only be given those two options by someone that is, you know, a professional in in their field. You know, a doctor, he's a specialist, not just a doctor, a specialist, and he only gives you those two options. 
And so you just, there's no hope in that situation and it's just a dark place to be. And uh, the key word there would be, you know, devastating. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I can't even imagine that. The, but those are what, so you said, no, those options aren't going to work for us. What happened for you or what, what did you do to push through that to say, no, there has to be another way? Yeah. So for me, um, I haven't always been the most, most faith-based man, but mm-hmm. I've started working on that before this incident with Brayson. So I, I worked on my relationship with God and getting closer to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we got, uh, I, we got a hint that Brayson would potentially have issues around September 17th at a regular visit because they had issues seeing him. So they referred us to the specialist. And so two weeks later is when we're at the specialist office. And now, mind you, this is during the COVID era. Oh, so dads are not allowed into, into mm. the, the specialist's office. So my wife goes in there by herself. She's in there for an hour. And I'm on FaceTime with her. And I can tell that it's not going to be good. And then the doctor allows me to come in to deliver the news. And before I went in, I just said a quick prayer. I said, God, I have no idea what to say to my wife during this time. You can just fill me with words. That would be excellent. And uh, I get in there and see my wife. Obviously, she's emotional, and she's on the phone with her mom. And before the doctor comes in, the first words that come out of my mouth, my wife, it probably should have been, I love you, or or something along those lines. But the first words were, no matter what this doctor says, we're not aborting. So I'd already said that prayer. God had placed it in me. We'd made that decision. And uh, the doctor comes in. He delivers the news, like you said. Option one, abort. Option two, um, carry to, to stillbirth, and you may get 15 minutes with your son. And we just said, you know what, can you just give us this medical report, and we'll do our own research. And so he typed up what bilateral renal and genesis meant and gave us the report, and we took that home. And we, we did our research, and we found a path called the RAP trial, which was new in 2020. Mm, wow. Wow. And it's, you know, that's something I think everybody has the, the option to listen to, to whatever the, the, whatever the professional may say, it could be, you know, just the news that you got, but there's always, there's always another answer. And so of course we respect and honor doctors and because that's, that's their field, but people who have a higher power for you, it's God, for me, it's God, for people, maybe other things, but to know that there's a purpose and a plan for each one of our lives and to know that there's a purpose and a plan for little Brayson. And so that was something where you were, were able to hold on to that faith. You know, it's, it's interesting because um, so many times we think we hear something and I'm sure you, you when you were a child, when you watch cartoons, you see like little, the cartoons that would have like the, the little devil, the little angel, they're like, oh, they're talking to each other. It's the same type of thing. When we get news like that, what do we do? What, what voice do we listen to? I don't mean like a real voice, but so you have the voice of the doctor, which is what the medical professors, profess, professionals say, which is science science based but then you also have a faith based version of that and of course like i said we don't minimize what we hear but you wanted to continue to do your own research you wanted to find something more and so of course with the research you were able to find this something this new procedure that was was just implemented and so you were able to get the results so i think that's a huge lesson right there just from from the get-go that regardless of what other people say whatever is in your heart you have to follow that path yeah absolutely and then i can I can also say we were kind of given, the, when you talk about the voices, uh, we were kind of given a, a light for our path. So before we had went to this specialist, uh, my parents actually, which how this story is intertwined is quite unique, but my parents actually live in Alabama on the coastline. Mm-hmm. And around September 16th of 2020, the Hurricane Sally hit the coast of Alabama. Now my mm-hmm. parents live in a neighborhood of about 20 homes. Out of those 20 homes, theirs was the only damage and they had to move out of that home. The home they had to move into 
uh, was a nurse practitioner who had connections to this raft trial. So oh before we got this news about bracing, my parents had already had to move into a home where they had a connection with the raft trial. So as soon as we got the news, uh, we already had a connection lined up to give us this trial. So uh, my mom, when we delivered the news, obviously she started calling her friends. And when she called that individual who's a nurse practitioner, they told us about the trial. So we immediately knew exactly what to research, what to look for, and uh, go get it done. And so it was just up to us to make the decision and, and take that call to action to move uh, for the trial. Yes. And it's, it's amazing. Some people call that coincidence, synchronicity, serendipity, whatever you want to call it, you know, divine, divine connections. The point is, is that when we don't know what to do and we look for something greater than ourselves, that path, as crazy as it sounds, as, as coincidental as it sounds, it starts to line up. And so sometimes we get so myopic, in other words, so focused on the problem that when we take a step and step back a bit, we start to see how those pieces fall together. And of course, your first response is natural as a parent. You know, you're going to have all that, that heartache and pain. So I never want to minimize that. And so that's the first response. And the second response is what do we do with this information? So that's that's something that we definitely want, or I definitely want people to know. It's, it's totally normal to grieve, totally normal, very healthy to grieve. But then the other side of that, what is the second response? And that should be or could be the solution, finding the new solution for it. Yes, absolutely. You had so many medical bills. And I, I can't even imagine because with this, with this uh, procedure, I don't even know if it's covered by insurance, but you, you had to do all these things to, to pay for it. Um, tell me more about like the financial burden that came along with it. I use the word burden. Obviously, your son's on a burden, but that's a lot of money to have to pay. Yeah, no, no. I, I work in the financial space and I love numbers. So <laughs> this, this is where I got tried. I got tried a little bit and I was forced to say, you know what? You know what, honey, no matter what, there's not a price tag you can put on, yes. on a child's yes. life. And and luckily um, for us, you know, we've been blessed and, and I'm gracious for that. And what we did is I actually started something called the infinite banking concept. And that's where I build my own banking system hmm. um, using a particular vehicle for that. And so we, we had done that. And I planned on doing it to expand my business holdings and begin investing in real estate. Uh, but we we had to use that for bracing instead. And um, I'm thankful that we we did. So um, total medical costs, travel, um, expenditures, all those things probably in the last year have totaled well over $50,000. Mm. Um, but luckily, we had uh, saved up that capital. We've been able to use it. And our businesses have kept us afloat. Uh, but it's just really important. And that's one thing that I, that I do teach. And it's always important to be financially aware and, and take the actions you need to in case you ever run into these emergency situations. Yeah. And um, you, you, you can give yourself that option because had I not taken that initial step to be to take action on my financials, we wouldn't have been able to support mm -hmm. ourselves to save Brayson mm -hmm. um, throughout this oh, journey right. as well. And I can imagine how that would feel is if you hadn't had taken those steps. Of course, you didn't know this was going to happen, but by the grace of God, you it all once again, that was another step that worked together so that you would be able to provide and pay for that. And so it's, but I, I can't imagine for it, for parents who haven't been able to do that and then the inability to pay for services or, or procedures and then how that affects their own just their own sense of being, you know, sense of being a parent. I mean, I can't imagine how that would negatively impact them in such a powerful, visceral way. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, yeah, that's why we started our nonprofit, Silent Guardian Angels, you know, to be able to help people financially and emotionally. And right now our focus area is on a, developing a new peritoneal dialysis catheter for infants like our son. Mm. Um, but the future for that, you know, once we build the prototype and we get additional funds, it's been is to be able to give back to future families and yeah. other people that are facing impossible odds. Mm -hmm. And then also obviously going through 
going through the the journey, we've also learned that there's a ton of other resources out there, you know, that we could help point people in the right direction as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so hospital administrators, once you're in, you know, circumstances like these, they they will work with you and can help you through that journey. And there's a lot of uh, resources that, you know, I was even unaware of. Of course. Yeah. Why would you have to know any of that? I mean, that wasn't what, you know, that was never what you studied. So of course you wouldn't know that. I know for me working in the, in the mental health field for, for so many years, uh, there's so many people who just don't know how to navigate the system. And so I know how to navigate it because, you know, I've, I've worked in every sector, but individuals like yourself, parents who are emotionally struggling, you know, and, and building their faith as well, they're, it, they're, you don't even know where to start. So I'm so glad that you were able to find these individuals to, to help you. Um, so tell me more about Silent Guardian Angels. So is it, does it help, you know, for people that they, they get support emotionally, financially, how, how does that work or how does that, that play out? For, so let's say I came to you and I said, Ty, I'm really struggling here. How would, how would Silent Guardian Angels Incorporated, how would they be able to help me? Yeah, absolutely. So we set it up to where you can contact us. And if you need assistance walking walk with your faith or you need assistance with an impossible trial, we'll help you find that trial. We've obviously mm. been down that path so we can coach people through that. And that's free of charge. We're there just to help. Um, but the main focus right now is on the bilateral renal agenesis. So with our son, he was in the NICU for 225 days. Oh, he had to have 14 total surgeries. Mm. 14 of those surgeries out of the 14, probably eight to 10 of those could have been prevented had he had a peritoneal dialysis catheter that was designed for infants. Um, so we had to end up replacing his initial one and it caused the 14 surgeries. So what we're doing right now is we're putting most of the funds to work to develop a new peritoneal dialysis catheter that is for infants and also will prevent uh, occlusions. And what an occlusion means in a peritoneal dialysis catheter means it gets clogged up on the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so since he didn't have kidneys, that was his kidney and we couldn't get it to work mm. properly. So he got in a lot of um, almost near death experiences because of that catheter. So that's what our main focus ah, is right now. And then once we develop it, we can, you know, if there's funds that are made off of that, we can give back to the families. Mm-hmm. And then also we can coach people through impossible odds and point them, you know, to to the federal medical trials that they may need if it's an impossible circumstance. Yeah. So the, it, it's surprising to me, and, and I say this ignorantly because I, this isn't my specialty, but that, so uh, obviously your, your son, this is the first episode, they have a name for it, the bilateral renal genesis, and it's happened many times before. So it's, it's surprising that no one has thought of what the, the catheter that you all are, are, the prototypes you're making for that. I mean, it's, it's, like I said, I say this very ignorantly because I don't know the history of it, but it's surprising that no one has come up with something that, that you are creating. Yeah, it's uh, it was interesting to us too when we we hired and contracted out the engineers. They actually asked the question, uh, "Why hasn't anyone done this before?" Yeah. And a lot of it is just because uh, it's new for infants to be on peritoneal dialysis uh, because uh, this trial was brand new in 2020. So people that would typically get bilateral renal agenesis, there was not a third option. Okay. Um, the trial oh. was brand new in 2020 to begin trying this out. So that's why for infants, it's it's new. Mm-hmm. So with my son's condition, there's only seven or eight living children with bilateral renal agenesis, and they're all under age seven. Um, so it's kind of a new breed of patients with, oh, with this trial. I, I wonder why. So, bi- so bilateral renal genesis, well, do you want to explain what that is? I mean, I, I can parse it out what it means but based on the words, but do you want to tell everyone what that means specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So bilateral renal genesis means complete absence of kidneys. Mm-hmm. And then in some children also means absence of the bladder. Um, and oh. the kidneys, for people that may not know, I'm, I'm sure most people know the kidneys are the powerhouse um, mm-hmm. for obviously 
for um, putting out urine and then also balancing your electrolytes throughout your body and filtering mm-hmm. your blood. So most, so once again, I'm being ignorant, ignorantly speaking here. So that affects most adults though? Because if there's only seven or only a certain number of children now, but you said it affects, affects most adults? Yeah. So, so in adults, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dialysis um, that occurs in adults for different reasons, but yeah, like, so the dialysis can be common with people that may have like kidney failure or they Mm -hmm. only have like 5% use of their kidneys. And there are toddlers that, that require peritoneal dialysis, but they do have some kidney function where our son and those seven children are so unique is they don't have any kidneys at all. So there's no wiggle room. They have Mm -hmm. to rely solely. Yeah. They have to rely solely on the, the catheter. Um, to act as their kidney. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that you and your, you know, the team that you're working with is, is creating something like this because obviously there's so many people who, as this becomes more prevalent, which unfortunately I hope it doesn't, but that you'll give hope for families just like you received as well. So the, the children in, in previously who were diagnosed with this in utero, those, those are the only options they were given. So being so, um, to die stillborn, being born, stillborn, or abort the child. Those are the only options? Yes, that is correct. And yeah, those are the only two options um, until 2020. And the reason that bilateral venulogenesis is fatal in utero is because, once again, I, I didn't know this till we got, went through it. And I guess for me, it's kind of uh, interesting to learn this. But the kidneys, obviously, they produce the urine. Well, in utero, you're producing urine, and that's your amniotic fluid. And mm-hmm. as a baby, you swallow the amniotic fluid. Yeah to develop your lungs. And the reason it's fatal is because the babies can't pee, so they can't develop their lungs. So what we had to do to save him was really my wife. I just got to sit back and kind of witness it all. My wife had to go through it. Um, And she did 25 amnio infusions. That's where they get about a seven or eight inch needle. And they they stuck it into Brayson's utero sac um, and put saline solution there to act as his amniotic fluid. So before he was born, he had 25 procedures in the womb. And then he was born and had 14 procedures after um, where he had his peritoneal dialysis catheter placed. Mm, wow. I, oh, wow. Of course, you're going to do what you can do to protect your child. Uh, what, what's the prognosis for him? Um, well, they, they kind of say they don't know since it's a new breed of patient. Mm-hmm. They say that, um, you know, they don't give you a specific, this is what's going to happen. They gave us a sure. general roundabout what could, what could be his outcome. And um, they they kind of predict around two years of age, he'll be eligible for a kidney um, transplant. And then oh, after please. the kidney transplant, after the kidney transplant, obviously you have to take his medication and do things like uh-huh. that. But I mean, God willing, you know, he'll kind of live a normal life and he'll have them, you know, a little bit of medical supervision over time. But mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what we're hoping for and the best mm-hmm. best outcome we're praying for. That is amazing. Yes. And I'll definitely be praying with you guys as well. The, uh, yeah, that's, that's so, it's so interesting because, you know, to give the, the, you know, the, the information you were given by the doctor to abort or he'll die regardless. I mean, that's, there's no hope there. And that, and going back to your whole faith, you know, to find hope when there seems to be no hope, how do you daily remind yourself that there is hope? How do you continue to move towards that goal? Yeah, absolutely. So now it's definitely a little easier. So I get to wake up every day and witness a miracle with Brayson. So I get to mm-hmm. see the miracle every day. But now where it's tough and where I can coach people through, because that was a really dark place is when uh, me and my wife got the news. And between that gap of getting the news and Brayson being born, obviously he's in utero. You can't see it 
you can't see him, feel him, touch him. And so it's just scary. You have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Um, so during those times is when, you know, faith was really developed and his 225 day NICU stay. Um, also, he had two events that were uh, near life threatening. And the only thing you can do as a parent is hold on to your wife, your spouse, and uh, rely on your faith during that time because there's nothing you can do except watch and wait and be patient. Um, but now it's a little easier with him being home. We get yeah. to experience the little miracle and kiss him and love on him. So mm. um, you get to see and appreciate all the, the patience and work you had to put in to get yes. him here. And I think that's one of the biggest things as well is patience because I know I get to learn patience, obviously not to the extent that you do, but patience itself is a lesson we get to learn every moment. And so I'm like, oh my God, why do I have to go through this again? But the point is, is once you learn it, you know, like you said, on the other side of it, you can enjoy and embrace your little boy and be able to see him become a thriving young adult or young baby, which is amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, yeah, I would say uh, advice to listeners, be careful what you pray for, because I did pray for patience and now I have it. So. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's a good point. Be careful what you pray for, because I there's been times I pray that too. I'm like, God, remove certain you know certain people in my life, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't mean those people. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. So yes, be very careful what you pray for, because it definitely will happen. So we all have a few more minutes here. So what would be the biggest, I guess, a piece of advice you'd want to give my listeners um, regarding what you went through, the lessons you've learned? What would you say? Totally putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I. No, no, absolutely. I actually, you know, I think about this um, and I reflect on our journey and the things we've been through. And I summed it up in this three-letter acronym, FAR. So what I've gone through is step one, faith. So anytime your your faith is going to be tested, you just got to rely on faith, your relationship with, you know, God, your higher being, whatever your faith is, that's your right. So your faith. And then number two, the A is action. So if you want to achieve something, you're going to have to take the proper action. And in our case, um, we had a little assistance there with things being lined up. We just had to make the move and rely on our faith for that. And then the R is result. Um, so results, a lot of times, I know for me, I'm a, a planner by nature. I like to try to control things and achieve results. Uh, but it's better to allow the results to be divinely um, brought to you with your patience. So um, have faith, take action, and let God control the results is what we have learned through, through our journey. Yeah. And I really, I really like that. And especially the, the act, the, the activation part of it, because, you know, I can, I can have all the faith I want, but if I'm not doing what I need to do for, in my opinion, God to be able to enact whatever it is, you know, so I, I have to be very mindful, you know, I have to do the action. So there's nothing worse than having, you know, switching to a slightly different topic. There's nothing worse than having an opportunity come to you. You're not prepared for it. So if a door opens for me, I'm like, oh, it's great. But if I haven't done the work to prepare myself to walk through that door that God or higher powers has created, then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, I didn't do my part. And so I think it's so important, just like you said, you have the faith and you have to put the activation of it. And then as those two link together, that's when you see the results that you're looking for. Now, it doesn't mean it's always the results you want, but when we take a step back and look at it from a different perspective, what we want is sometimes to to focus. But when we have that perspective, like, ah, okay, now this makes sense why it worked out in a different way. And so sometimes we have, you know, we, sometimes things just make sense. So I know why this didn't happen. But other times when it doesn't make sense, for example, it doesn't make sense that your son would have this bilateral renal genesis, but you're on the other side of it, you're seeing how God worked through this to be able to create silent guardian angels to help other people as well who are struggling. So as we know, God doesn't create the problem. God creates the solutions and everything that's brought to us 
he will find a way to help us get through it. Yeah, that's very well said. I agree with everything you just said there, because had he not gone through all the struggles, if he had an easy, uh, if he had an easy go at the hospital, I wouldn't have created Silent Garden Angels and working mm-hmm. on the, the prototype because, you know, the problems wouldn't have been as big as they were. So, yes, well exactly. And so with what, with the situation you're ha- having and, you know, the, the blessing that's happening with this as well. And so, so you're going to be able to help so many people as well through Silent Guardian Angels. With that being said, Ty, uh, Ty Morgan, is, had, it's been a pleasure having you on my show today. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to learn more about Silent Guardian Angels Incorporated and to have you show them how they too can find these clinical trials and help them, et cetera, where do they find all this information online? Yeah, absolutely. To reach us, it would be www.silentguardianangels.com. Go to the contact us page and submit a contact us form and we will reach out to you and whatever you need, we'll be there to support you and help you as best we can. Excellent. My listeners also know that if I cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Ty's information as well as Silent Guardian Angels. Ty Morgan, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today and congratulations to little Grayson. I'm so, I'm so happy to, to hear this story. Thank you. All righty. Thank you so much, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.